0: Hello lovely single parents and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be talking about feeling down as a single parent, how you are not alone and there is help out there. My name is Lucy Good and I'm the founder of Beanstalkmums.com.au, an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mums from all walks of life. And today, to talk about this hugely important issue and to help as many single parents as we can, I have real pleasure in chatting to Rachel Bowes from Lifeline Australia. Now, Rachel is the Executive Director of Operations, Crisis Support at Lifeline. And Lifeline itself, as if you didn't know, is one of the most wonderful and well-known charities providing all people in Australia who are experiencing emotional distress with access to 24-hour crisis support and suicide prevention services. It's committed to empowering Australians to be suicide safe through connection, compassion and hope. Their belief is a simple one. It's that no one should have to face their darkest moments alone. Welcome to the Beanstalk podcast,
1: Rachel. Thank you, it's lovely to be with you.
0: Yeah, we've got lots to talk about here and um, I've got some questions for you, that I actually have gone to my own audience of single mums to find out what they want to, what they want me to talk to you about to get some answers mm-hmm. and ideas. But before I head into those questions and uh, rack your brain for all the answers, um, <laughs> look, you've worked in the mental health field for 22 years, both over in the UK and Australia, and we often hear about mental health issues rising and maybe this is due to this crazy technological age that we live in but from your many years of experience would you say this is true do we really need to be more mindful of our mental health now than say 10 years ago?
1: Oh it's a it's a really good question and I think you know mental health is something that people have only really started to talk very openly about when I think 20 years ago when I started mental health nursing most people did have no idea what i would be doing in my day they had no idea of the kind of people that i would be working with or looking after it was it was really still quite taboo and i think one of the really great things that has happened recently and i think that part of that is due to technology is that people talk much more openly about mental health problems and there is so much information out there not all of it is great or accurate but, but there is a real openness to to talking about mental health and supporting people and and acknowledging that people do have mental health problems. So I don't think that technology has necessarily driven that per se. Um, And most of the data shows us that it's not necessarily that there are more mental health problems around at the moment, but that people are more open to talk Mm. about them and to seek help about them. And, you know, if we think of of a generation or so ago, our grandparents would never have spoken about mental health in the way that we do. Even our parents would not have done that. Mm. Um, And it's not that they didn't suffer from depression, because they they really did. You know, the suicide rate was was very high 50 years ago. It hasn't really changed. It was just a lot more um, secretive, if you like. People didn't talk about it. They didn't openly talk about those statistics. So... I think what we perceive as an increase is actually more to do with the um, openness and awareness and the fact that it is much more on everyone's radar right now. And I think that's a good thing. It is a good thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we should be scared about that. I think we should say it it allows us to know what the problem is and to deal with it.
0: It does. And it's interesting you say it because as you were talking, I was thinking... Really, to me, about ten years ago, the word mental mental health was if you had a mental health issue, you had some sort of huge problem that meant that you kind of had to be put away in some sort yeah, of specialist you were locked up in hospital. A hospital. Yeah, but really, a mental health issue is can be something quite significant down to something very small, and I think we recognise that mental health is, um, as you say, it's much more. Um, prolific and on our radar and mental health can just be that we're feeling down or we struggle with certain situations and I think Mm. just changing the talk that we will have around those words has really helped hasn't it?
1: Absolutely I think it's not around just thinking that mental health problems and you know we used to say people were mentally ill and they were psychotic and all these other things and there was really this perception that as you say you had to be incredibly unwell you know psychotic in a hospital really in a very in a very bad state where most people who are struggling with mental health problems are doing it at home while they're working while they're being a parent while they're going about the rest of their business just about holding it all together really so yeah um, yeah it's a real shift in perception about about what it means to have a mental health problem
0: yeah look I'm going to go in with the questions that I've got for you now and hopefully provide um, a whole load of support to the single parents listening to this podcast so Mm -hmm. I'm going to start with loneliness as I know from research experience and from chatting to single parents daily that this is a big problem for many even though we have such busy lives we can still be lonely so can you tell us a bit about loneliness what we can do to prevent it creeping up on us and if it already has how we can deal with it Mm.
1: it it is loneliness is really being acknowledged as one of the the biggest social problems across all across all western countries in particular I mean it's very significant in Australia and that's really reflects the experience of other of other similar countries as well, and and I think people think that loneliness is they link it with older people, you know, people who are, um, you know, in their seventies and eighties, and and that's really not true. The most of the statistics now tell us that really young people, um, report loneliness. You know, kids are still in school, people are in the in their twenties and thirties, all through all through, you know, the different ages of life, people are reporting loneliness, and that might be around not having a friendship group necessarily if you're a younger person or or an older person not really having that that core group of people who you feel you can reach out to and and rely on um and it it does exacerbate mental health problems because if you are lonely or if you're spending too much time on your own it's really easy to become quite inward looking you know Mm. quite self-reflective and that can lead to anxiety. It can lead to depression, and um, it becomes a bit of a um, like a, a chicken and egg situation. then. so, tackling loneliness is really, you know, it's easy for me to say it's something that we really need to do. But as cross society, we absolutely do need to think about ways to challenge loneliness. Humans are, are social creatures. You know, we have a deep need to to connect with with other people and. We don't live in isolation. We need people around us to to help our lives be fulfilling and to help us achieve and to be our best. And um, there are particular things, I guess, that happen in people's lives that can really impact. That I'm becoming a single parent. You know, I, I can't speak. am I'm, I'm not a single parent, but I grew up for a long time in a single parent family, and I know that when you are a single parent, it's extremely difficult to. Maintain your social networks and social contacts when you are quite often being both parents um, and you may well still be working and doing a whole bunch of other things. It's really hard to prioritise yourself and, you know, your own social contacts and your own social needs and to look after yourself in that way. Mm.
0: And it's so interesting, the first thing that you said about people associating loneliness with older people, because we do, we associate loneliness with not having anything to do. And Mm. that so is not the case, because sometimes you can be so busy just getting through the day and doing the mundane chores to get from morning to evening (laughs) and wake (laughs) wake up the next day with everything done as it needs to be. And it's sometimes it's because you've got so many things to do that you don't have time to get out and talk to people and keep those connections going.
1: So those two things are not related at all, really, are they? No, not at all. I think it's a it, it is one of those traditional things that has we have very much challenged the thinking around in the last decade. Certainly, that loneliness is not something that just older people mm, face um, yeah. it really is a, a problem across all age groups and there are particular groups and times in people's lives when they are more likely to be lonely or more likely to be in a, a situation that they feel they don't have connections
0: mm. I mean and you you talk about how we have inward thinking when we're On our own too much and we haven't socialized with other people and I can really relate to that because I run my business from home pretty much on my own the people Mm -hmm. I do work with I work with remotely across the world so I do spend a lot of time on my own I'm pretty comfortable with my own company Uh, my dad is very similar to me and we often discuss how we are very happy on our own doing our own thing but we do say that if we've got a problem We go over and over and over it in our head. Uh We haven't spoken to anybody about it. So we've created it into something that it needn't be because we haven't got anyone to put any perspective on it for us. I sometimes I've got a few close friends here, so I might arrange to meet up for a coffee with one of them. And after I've had that coffee, it might only last half an hour. I feel like a pressure has been released because I've I've had somebody who's been able to, I've been able to share and listen to somebody else's um, uh, problems and issues and things that are going on in their life. It's taken me out of that inward Mm. thinking space. So it can be as simple as a half hour coffee or a phone call, can't it, to, to help?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that sometimes when the way we think about things in our heads and, what you described, you know there's there's a word for it. it's catastrophizing where you oh, think about, yeah, where you <laughs> I think love about it. something so much that you know it, it you go from from one to ten on a scale quite quite quickly and you you start to to worry about things that have not happened yet or that may never happen, or you it's quite easy to take yourself to the worst case scenario very quickly in your head. Mm, yeah um, it, th- I um, love that word, yes. <laughs> My kids do it a lot. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think we probably all do do it. We're all guilty of it. But I think when you're on your own, you
1: probably do it more. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And and what you describe about being able to talk to someone about it, because quite often when you have to say those words out loud and people might ask you things or challenge things, it really does help, as you say, just to give you that perspective Mm. again. Yeah. um so it is a really important thing to do even though we might like to think that we're quite independent and mm. like to do our own problem solving in our heads and I and I'm a bit like that as well um, i do know that it is really important to to um, bounce that off somebody else as well Mm.
0: and some problems we can sort out ourselves can't we but others we do need support for so um, another struggle for single parents that creates um, another negative mindset is overwhelm so life Mm. (laughs) life can be well it can seem like an ongoing struggle at times it feels like there's no end in sight and you kind of lose your excitement and passion for the future um if a single parent feels overwhelmed what's your advice to cope and ease that pressure
1: oh well one of the things that we were just saying about you know about talking to Mm. other people and to sharing some of that I you know I think it's really easy to get into that situation where you think that it's your problem and you have to deal with it on your own or that this is just how how things are I'm feeling overwhelmed and that's how it should be because of my situation and um, that can lead to some fairly adverse coping mechanisms sometimes if you th- if you think about it in that way. So whenever people are, d- are dealing with anything, I really try and encourage them to 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 think about some different ways in which they can positively tackle that sense of being overwhelmed. So not to allow it to just keep washing over you and to feel helpless, but to think about some of the ways that you actually can, do something about it and you know there are some things that we can do to reduce regular stress in our lives and it sounds trite but things like looking after yourself by eating the right stuff and not having too much alcohol and and trying to build in some exercise or some time just outside of the house in the sun what you know just getting out and getting a bit of fresh air those things are important just to managing stress on a day-to-day basis But the the feeling of overwhelm that you describe, I think there are some quite particular things that people might want to try and tackle. And, you know, some of them might relate to their financial options and, you know, being overwhelmed by your financial situation, I I think is probably something that's very common Mm -hmm. to single parents. Um, And I, I would really encourage people to certainly look at ways that they can get some professional help to To help them deal with that, because I think when you have money worries, they really can take take over your life. It can create an extremely stressful situation. So I would definitely say don't don't shy away from from exploring your financial situation and your financial worries and seeking some help to get on the right track. It's really easy to have that kind of you know muffle muffle your ears, pretend it's it's not happening. Uh, approach to something but when when you do that it really does build up the pressure so definitely try and explore those financial options if that's an issue don't don't think that you have to deal with everything on your own um being a, a, a single parent doesn't mean that you have to do everything you know look for those social friends family support around you and People do want to help. I think that's one of the things that I've always have have noticed throughout my um, career across the board is that when people think that they are alone and they don't have someone, I always encourage them to just reach out to one or two people and almost without fail, those people are so happy to help and happy to be asked and and don't feel like it's a burden and don't feel like... um, they can't help you. So I, I really encourage people to do that, to reach out to just one or two people that they trust, um, to help with that sense of, of, of needing connection, of having someone to bounce your ideas off, just um, to lean on emotionally, really. So um, try, and, try and find those connections in your life where you can. And if you can't, you know, there are organisations like ours um, that can, can provide that that can provide that opportunity to talk through something or to to share something that you are really struggling with that you just need to to get out um and and Sorry,
0: go on. So no, I was just going to say, um, you know, you've obviously mentioned Lifeline there as a resource for things like that. But as well, I'll just throw in as well the the Facebook group that we have, which is it's single mums, um, not single parents, I'm afraid. But um, we've got 15,000 Australian single mums on the single. It's called the single mum vine. but. It's just a space where people can reach out and ask for advice and support and things like that. Um, So I just wanted to throw that resource out there as well as Lifeline. But also when you mentioned finance, Money Smart is a government website, which is, um, I don't know if you've heard of it, Rachel, but it's- I have, yeah. It's it's one of the
1: places that we refer people to. Oh, do you? We're on the
0: same line. Well, it's completely free and it has some really fantastic resources to help you with your money, whether you're um, in, in a, in a real state with it whether you're slightly worried it's got budgeting and saving advice and downloads and tools so money smarts a really good place to go um, as well so i just wanted to uh, to throw those resources out there um, because they linked well into what you just said (laughs) (laughs) just making sure we get
1: enough information out there for everybody and they're really good they're really good ones and um having building connections through things like social media groups whether that is Facebook pages or um, user forums on particular websites can be such a great place to make connections with people who are experiencing something similar to you at a time in your life where it may very well feel like mm-hmm. you were the only person who feels this way mm-hmm. um, and that's sometimes what that sense of overwhelm that you described is where you just feel like no one understands particularly if you're a single parent and you look around and the world is full of of loved up couples in your in your head that's what it that's what it feels like and I think to um to be able to go somewhere and and realize that you are not alone and there are Mm. thousands of people in the same position as you and you can and you can talk about Mm. you know what it means how life has has changed I think it's I think it's really
0: the first step. And that was the reason I set up the group originally so that people Mm -hmm. didn't feel alone. And I think just to understand that there are other people on this planet going through the same thing is a really good feeling. And I know that from the social media group I have, um, a lot of the mums have actually met up in real life, I say in inverted commas and have have created real friendships from it. So you may feel I don't want to meet people online, I want to meet people in real life, but it can lead lead to meeting people in real life as well mm. so it's just the first step um, but um, but look we've we've already um, talked about loneliness and overwhelm um, and what we haven't discussed is how if these get really bad they can lead to depression mm. so can you just talk us through because this is really important the signs of depression and the steps we should take to deal with it
1: yeah I I think it's important to distinguish between feeling sad and being depressed. Um, You know, sadness is something that that comes and goes and might be associated with um, an event or a particular circumstance. And it's not impacting on the rest of your life in in any significant way, but it's a a normal reaction to a situation that you're in. Um, And I, I guess becoming a single parent would be a t- you know it would be a time in your life and it would be extremely normal and expected to, to feel sad for a whole variety of reasons. When people get depressed, there are particular things that we look out for that doctors would look out for um, to give a diagnosis of depression and I guess this is where you need to look out for yourself and the people around you to look for these kind of signs. So it's a, like a sustained period of, of at least two weeks where you have felt sad or down for most of the time and associated with that, that you are losing interest in in some of the normal things of life. You might find that it's um, harder to motivate yourself to have a shower every day or to, you know, put on some makeup, if that's your thing. Um that you might be sleeping more than usual, or conversely, you might be sleeping less. You might be waking up very early in the morning. Um, you might have those that that sense of really everything just um, being being out of your control. That you can't um, that you can't do anything about the way that you that you feel. And it's having some or all of these symptoms over a, a couple of week period of time. So that would really. Be the time when you would go to your GP and have a conversation about the fact that you've been, you know, feeling quite down for a few weeks. Um, you, you've lost some interest in life. You're not getting pleasure out of the things that you used to enjoy. Everything is feeling quite a grind. Um, and I think a lot of people accept those those feelings. They think that they are normal for their situation. And and they're not. It might be normal to feel sad, but there are things that we can do with with medication or non-medication therapy um, that can that can tackle some of those. So, to to get you back to that point where you can move forward positively and um, and manage your situation more proactively. So, just because you find you're in a situation where you might expect to feel sad doesn't mean that it's normal to be depressed. It's not normal to be depressed. That's a very extreme reaction. So it's quite hard to find the difference sometimes, um, but I would really encourage people to go and have a chat with their GP or to call one of the many mental health helplines and talk about some of the symptoms they've got. And that will they'll be given some guidance then about whether they should be seeking some help from their GP.
0: Okay, so something that I see a lot is people not knowing when to reach for help, you know, at what point. Mm. Um, So it's as though they feel they're not worthy of making that call to Lifeline or going to see the
1: GP because they're unsure if the problem's big enough. So what do you say to these people? I'd say that you, the only person who can decide how significant your problem is, is you. You know, if you call Lifeline, we're never, ever, I can promise you, we're never going to think... That your problem is not important enough or it's not significant enough because it absolutely is. If you're at a point in your life where you feel like you have to turn somewhere for some advice or support or some help, your problem is big enough to do mm. that. Absolutely. Mm. So it, it's it's we don't have a scale no. <laughs> of, of how <laughs> depressed or suicidal or, or unhappy someone has to be to call us. It's really only you can only measure that on your own experience it's like your own internal barometer about when you feel things have just tipped tipped a little too far or when the people around you are saying you know we've noticed that you're coming out less or we haven't seen you very much or you don't call as much or you look a bit sad whenever I see you if people are starting to say those things to you that just might be the sign that you need to go and talk to somebody else about how you're feeling.
0: Yeah, and I think we're all so different, aren't we? And so something might happen in someone's life and it's a challenge, but it's surmountable, whereas the same thing can happen in someone else's life and it's a huge stumbling block and it is that tipping point. So you shouldn't measure yourself against others,
1: should you? No, not at all. And sometimes it's not even one... One event, and I think that's what what people can struggle with sometimes. They might be feeling like they are depressed. You know, they're very unhappy a lot of the time, and they're conscious that that things aren't right. But they think actually nothing major has happened mm. to me recently. And sometimes it can be just a, a combination of a whole bunch of things that might have happened over a very long period of time that all of a sudden you would just have, have got past the point of being able to cope with so try not to always look for a reason because sometimes then you can dismiss it yourself you think well nothing's happened recently I can't you know I can't be depressed because not you know my separation was five years ago or well, you know I'm, I'm everything's fine work's good home's good whatever it is um, so don't look for a, mm. a reason. Um, necessarily because sometimes there just isn't one it's just a combination Mm. of a whole bunch of things that have happened over a period of time and the important thing is to concentrate on how you're feeling rather than trying to look for explanations because sometimes they're just there won't be
0: one i think that's such an amazing piece of advice to put out there because i do really believe that is a reason that some people don't deal mm. with depression when they should and they leave it too long because they can't pinpoint why they have it and we don't have to pinpoint anything we don't have to look back and find answers we're much better off looking forward and finding solutions to feeling better Mm, absolutely but look ideally everyone would feel wonderful all the time but life hardly (laughs) anyone does though wouldn't it be amazing that's
1: that's the reality it's really easy to look around and think everybody else everyone else has got it together and they're all happy and everything's perfect and my life's terrible and why is that again
0: Um, yeah it's comparing don't compare
1: yeah (laughs) it's a very it's a very dangerous road to go down and going back to your initial question around technology and social media I do think that is one of the ways in which social media negatively impacts people's mental health because Mm, everything that we see you know if people spend a lot of their time on Facebook and Instagram it's really easy to to think that everybody else's life is perfect and you know, it's a, it's a bit of a cliche, but people only put those awesome moments I know, on Facebook. Do. <laughs> you know, they're not going to put the picture of themselves when it's raining outside and they're feeling miserable and they feel like they've got no friends, they're not they're not going to do that. so but it doesn't mean they don't have those moments. And I, I think a healthy reality check around what you see on social media mm. can can help to give you a bit of perspective and and if you were feeling a bit down. Honestly, I think maybe stay off some of that stuff yes. if you know that going on Facebook after 20 minutes you just think, oh God, I, you know yes. they're all great and I'm not. Give it a rest for a few days. It really does. It really does help. Try and do some more of the, the face-to-face stuff or phone mm. contact yeah. with you know the people who you know, don't pretend to have a have a perfect life, but actually have the same kind of life that you do.
0: Yes, exactly. I actually
1: just wrote an article
0: about um, social media during separation. And I one of the things I said on it was, look, if you see a photo of your ex doing formation water skiing with six bikini clad <laughs> babes, the chances are it's, Massively digitally enhanced, or two seconds after the photo was taken, he fell off, hurt his hip, and made a complete fool of himself. You know, and you'll never know. You'll never know. No. So don't look at that photo and keep thinking, "Oh God, it looks like he's having an amazing time." Because these pictures, they just don't tell the truth, and and no, we all try absolutely. and make our lives look exciting. I think that's a brilliant piece of advice. Take a break from social media. I know for younger people listening, that can be really difficult, and can see almost impossible mm. but yeah just in, in, involve yourself in the real world and the here and now maybe a bit of meditation and just maybe read a book is that okay to say that <laughs> read a book Absolutely. instead <laughs> yeah just honestly
1: do 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 anything that reminds you that um that life is normal that up and down is is normal and it's it's just a part of life and mm. people don't live perfect lives and um yeah don't it's use a, social media lives as your barometer it's yes a, exactly
0: and it's I think the, it's the way it's, to unhappiness it is a way it's a path to unhappiness yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it really is um, I, I often say to people who are feeling down um, when I'm speaking to the single mums on my platform that life is a series of phases um, and you know if you're going through a good one be grateful and if you're going through a bad phase just know that it is going to change it will get better um, because nothing ever stays the same um, so you know just 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 know that if you're having a tough time your know, things will get better but you might need to re- reach out for help and talking of reaching out for help um, we are running to the end of our 30 minutes we might go a few minutes over that went quickly that <laughs> i know <Yeah. laughs> well i always so enjoy chatting to people and i have to be really careful to keep these podcasts down <laughs> and also we had so much advice to give i could i could definitely go on with this one but look let's if i can just get you just to tell the listeners how they can get in touch with Lifeline? Mm-hmm. Just leave them with that reminder of the phone number and things like that.
1: Thank you. So the Lifeline number is thirteen eleven fourteen. That is twenty four seven. We always have one of our crisis supporters available to talk to anyone um, twenty four hours a day. So please do call us. We also do online chat through our website. That's mainly in the in the evenings, seven days a week. So that's another way that you can get hold of us and there honestly is no problem too small you mm-hmm. can call us for absolutely anything you don't have to be in a desperate state at the end of your tether we don't only talk to people who are suicidal we talk to people who are just at a point where they feel they have nowhere else to turn or they just really need to talk something through with someone and and that's what we're there for so do contact us if you feel like you've got any Um, of those symptoms of depression that we talked about earlier or you're feeling like anxiety is taking over your your life or you're drinking excessively or anything that is really a bit more worrying or concerning then please go and and see your GP and talk that through with them because all those problems are are solvable Mm. you know they're all they're all treatable and people recover from them so please do do seek help through lifeline through your gp there are lots of other forums beyond blue has a great website and they have um, some checklists for anxiety and depression to help you decide if if you do need to seek professional help or not so there's some really great resources out there and i would definitely encourage anyone to make use of them
0: brilliant thank you so much it's really such an honor to have this chat with you i was so pleased that um lifeline was happy to to sort of partner with beanstalk and um, let people know that you're there for them um, lifeline prov- provides just such an important and much needed service which really is its namesake a lifeline to so many um, and part of my mission with beanstalk is to connect single parents to one another and to the support that they need mm-hmm. um, so having you right here telling us it's okay to feel down we're not alone that help is literally just a phone call away, is hugely comforting. So thank you so much, Rachel, for sharing your experience and your expertise with us today.
1: Oh, thank you, Lucy. It was a real pleasure to be involved. Thanks.
0: Look, And to all the single parents who are um, listening in, I hope that you feel better just by listening to this chat, really. Um, I can't stress enough, just like Rachel was saying, that if you feel down, please take action. Um, Rachel just mentioned a depression checklist on the Billion Blue website, so head to that, pick up the phone and call Lifeline, because just remember that the first step you make to feeling better is the most important one. Make that one step now, make the phone call, connect to somebody, reach out for help, and things will start to get better for you. We're all here to help and support. Until next time, goodbye.